0: On blast, and we are live. This is a wrap it up on blast raps post game show, and I can see the vibes. I can feel the vibes already, Raptors fans. That's a win at the buzzer, Gary Trent Jr. with confidence to win it at the buzzer. Raptors fans, thank you for tuning into this. The to wrap it up on blast raps post game show as your toronto raptors are undefeated in the month of april i'll say it again undefeated in the month of april gary trent jr wins it at the buzzer for a 103 to 101 victory over the washington wizards my name is Sheldon alexander thank you to everyone tuning in live wherever you happen to be watching this podcast live if you are on twitter at shell alexander on instagram sheldon alexander same thing for the youtube page sheldon alexander and of course on our twitch stream which is on blast podcast send in your comments and questions i want to hear from you raptors fans people who are on the youtube feed as you continue to trickle in if you're listening to this on youtube go to the link in bio pardon me if you're listening to this on instagram go to the link in bio that will take you to The YouTube feed where you can get the live chat, you see the full set, you get the proper audio, all that fun stuff as we got you covered here on this, the Wrap It Up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. And let's be honest, this is why we created this show for moments in games like this. Toronto Raptors with a great win in a season in which not a lot of positives to If we're being frank, not a lot of positives coming out of this season at all. Here is a great moment for the team, a great celebration, a newcomer, Gary Trent Jr. you picked up at the deadline, making do, just showing his worth already. He's had a bunch of good games for the Raps, stringing together three solid performances in a row, and now a game-winning shot at the buzzer, which let's not forget is something the Raptors have struggled with. Throughout this season man what a game what a win what a play by Gary Trent Jr. and your Toronto Raptors again they win 103 to 101 in a tough game and the Raptors in this game no Fred Van Fleet, no Kyle Lowry also no Bradley Beal in this game so the Raptors starting lineup the aforementioned Trent Jr. DeAndre Bembry OG Ananobi Pascal and Chris Boucher this game was ugly. This was an ugly, ugly, ugly basketball game. And, you know, normally, we go through, I'll go through everything that happened in the game, you know, break it down quarter by quarter, talk about it from that angle, and then get to the comments. But when something big happens like this at the end of the game, I'd be be—I'd be crazy to not just start with how this game ended because the Raptors were down by 19 in this one. It looked super ugly. The Wiz at one point missed 14 straight shots, Russ started 0 for 8 from the floor in the fourth quarter, and I gotta be honest about my guy Russ, because I am a Russell Westbrook fan, I ride for Russell Westbrook, I'll be fully honest about that, he was horrible down the stretch in this game, and as Russ continued to brick shots, the Raptors continued to make plays, and You got to give DeAndre Bembry a lot of credit because the talk with no Freddie and no Kyle, at first it seemed like Malachi was going to get the start at point guard for the Raps. And then right before tip, it was announced actually, Bembry was going to get the start. He was going to play the role of point guard. He's not a point guard. But in this situation, you got to give my man's credit because he came up huge for the Raps in multiple different ways playing solid defense you look at my guy's stat line 15 points but an efficient seven of ten from the floor also give him five assists six rebounds and he played top notch defense i think this might have been the reason too why you have him in the starting lineup because you know you're going against a guy like russell westbrook and that's a tough matchup to throw at a rookie like that so a good move there by nick nurse and the coaching staff and it paid off Benbury played great But as I jump ahead to that fourth quarter, you know, Bembry was making all kinds of plays. I thought he had a huge block late, which was also huge. You know, Flynn was missing three, but then after Russ, again, missed his first eight shots in that fourth quarter, all of a sudden Russ hits a three to give the Wizards a lead. And I thought at that point, okay, really? My guy's going to miss everything and then hit the clutch shots at the end. That just doesn't seem right. And the Wiz with the lead at 101-100. to Siakam comes down the floor, gets called for an offensive foul. And at that point, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be rough, but buckle up because we're in for a crazy finish. The Wiz come down and miss. And then Gary Trent Jr., and they pointed this out on the broadcast, right? Leo talked about it. Sherm talked about it after the game. The awareness of Gary Trent Jr. to get the ball, And know right away what he was going to do. And he was confident in what he was going to do. He was taking that shot. And he was confident enough in himself. Confident enough in the rest of his team and the coaches. that They're totally fine with him doing that. But to process all of that in the milliseconds. In the pressure of an NBA game. My guy gets the ball. Comes down the floor. Tells Young Buck Nato to get off me. And then splashes a game winning three. That's a big, 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 big boy play. And if there's a way to make Raptors fans love you, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. is on a run right now where he is, and I was joking around about it a couple games ago, but he's really becoming your favorite Raptors, new favorite Raptor. My guy plays high level defense. He's not afraid of anything as you just saw how this game ended but whether it's knocking down shots taking it to the cup i think a lot of people might have got it messed up and think that this guy's just a three-point shooter if you watched him play in portland and you know that he can just get buckets he's like a heat check guy coming off the bench for them because he's playing behind obviously dame lillard and cj mccullum before the raps he can plug and play right in their starting lineup and be a very key contributor. And the Raptors need that from the perimeter. They need perimeter scoring, shot making, someone who's confident, and someone who wants that smoke. I always reference that with Freddie. You know, people talk about Fred VanVleet and what he brings to the team. Side note, Fred VanVleet was like the first one on the floor. He's injured. He didn't play. but He was like the first one on the floor running to hug Trent Jr. after that win. That's, I know, don't, I I don't want people to, to, you know, think like I'm, I'm trying to romanticize the moment or anything or read too much into it, but to me, that's leadership, that stuff matters, that's a guy who's not with his squad, but he's locked into what is going on, and he wants to see this team succeed, and that sounds obvious, it sounds like it should be like that. But in a very tough season where wins have become very difficult to come by, to me, that was just a great shot to see. And I bring that up because I talk about people who want the smoke. Freddie wants the smoke. We big him up for that all the time. And Gary Trent Jr. is showing that he is another guy that if you're a Raptor fan, if you're a Raptors coach, you can rely on in the big moments. Because I keep saying it, we've seen it throughout time and time again this season. And this is not to rag on Pascal, because at the end of the game, it's make or miss, right? Like, I'm not saying that he's not clutch and he shouldn't get the end of game shots. I'm not saying all that. All I'm saying is, it's not about a knock against Pascal. It's more about bigging up Gary Trent Jr. and what he just did. Because that's a big, big, big boy play that you got to come up with. You know, you get the rebound, you gather yourself, you look up at the clock, and the other part is the gym work. What I mean by that is the preparation, the shot preparation. The fact that you're coming down the floor under control, right? Shielding off defenders, but also under control enough that you're able to, at full speed, break down in rhythm and shoot your jump shot in rhythm and splash that like the gym shot that you practice every single day and that's why you're in the league huge props to gary trent jr for making that shot and i'm not even sure if the raps had a timeout at the end of that game or like if that was an option i have no idea but the scramble play i want to give nick nurse credit because sometimes you know that's going to be the best shot you're going to get off the scramble as opposed to calling a timeout letting the defense set up against you. Maybe their pre-scout knows what the plays are and so they can blow up your last second play. But bottom line, Gary Trent Jr., to me, that is a great sign if you're a Raptors fan and you're wondering or you are questioning. You know, you love Norm. I get that. Everyone liked Norm and Powell but we all know and understand the situation that the team was in that norm was about to get big bucks gary trent jr was a younger player under team control at a better price but also we talked about it on this pod right away i said it gary trent jr gonna like gary trent jr he might not be at this moment you know as good as norm but it's hella close hella close i've been saying that from jump street and so you're seeing it now where he's been consistently putting up numbers since he's been on the toronto raptors and he's getting more comfortable in that starting role understanding where his shots are going to come from if you check the pregame show sherman had a really good breakdown of showing where his shots are coming from how he's running and fitting in on different sets i don't know this might be an interesting piece for the toronto raptors But I also got to bring up another side to this because I I feel like I wouldn't be doing my duty here as we discuss this, you know, where the Raptors are at this season. And as I discuss this game against the Washington Wizards, a team that is pretty close to you in the standings, I wouldn't be doing this, this pod justice if I didn't bring up the other side to this, because I mentioned the standings and where the Wizards stand against the Raptors. Well, if we start to flip those standings around, because as I'm recording this right now, the national championship in college basketball is playing and there was a shot, a huge shot hit on Saturday night by Suggs, massive shot. His stock is definitely going up for sure. There's no doubting of that, but it brings up the whole conversation about the draft positioning. And you know, the Toronto Raptors at this point are in the mix for, you know, a top eight, top 10 picks somewhere around there while still being in striking distance to make the play-in tournament so in this game against the wizards the other side of this that's going on is the raptors lose this game you might be closer to the top of the draft and i just keep bringing this up not as a statement as to tanking because i i've been saying from the get-go this team is too good to tank like even without kyle and fred they're still gonna have a chance to win And so I'm not saying that I think they will tank because I don't think they can. They're too good and their structure's too good. Nick Nurse is too good of a coach to plug and play guys to put them in a position to compete night in, night out. I'm talking about from a fan base standpoint because fans view this differently than the players and the coaches and the organization, right? Fans can sit there and wish and hope and think, oh, well, wouldn't Cade Cunningham look good in a Raptors jersey or wouldn't, you know, Mobley or Suggs or i'm sure some people are thinking about your man's tinny putting in work and maybe a second round pick but i'm bringing that up for the fan angle because the players aren't gonna tank nick nurse isn't gonna tank the organization isn't gonna tank we know that but from the fan standpoint i know i got text messages right away about how the raps struggling struggling to tank well just gonna be caught in that middle ground of getting uh you know late lottery pick so I continue to ask this question as you know I ask our audience who's watching this pod as I try to get a grasp of what the people are saying. Do you want to see the wins as this season ends or are you more interested in getting a higher pick and trying to get, you know, another piece that you can add to this core going forward? Because I find myself wavering and I think it's because Deep down, I know this team isn't gonna tank, (laughs) right? Like deep down, I know this team isn't good enough to tank. So I don't even think that's on the board. But on the flip side, how much fun was that game at the end? Like watching a dude grab a rebound, dribble down the floor, shove a guy off, bury a game-winning three in a dude's mouthpiece and just having a walk-off win. That's pretty cool to watch. That's entertaining to watch. And I'd much rather watch that then I would watch, you know, the reverse happen or watch just, you know, the Raps get shit kicked like (laughs) your man, Steph Curry's leaving his squad out there doing as the Raps beat them by what was it? 50, whatever last game. So I find it in a a weird spot and I waver back and forth, but I've also been saying that this draft is going to be really interesting, but I don't think as of now, there's someone at the very top that you're saying is a can't-miss prospect that you should be trying to tank so that you can draft. I've said that from a, for a while. There's some good players, but I feel like you can get good players throughout this draft, and if you trust your scouting team enough, and I think history tells us we should trust the Raptors scouting staff, that wherever they're picking, even if it's in the lottery, even if it's in the twenties that they are gonna figure out a way to get a good player to add to this team going forward. And maybe there's a better example or a recent good example in terms of Malachi Flynn. No Fred, no Kyle, plug and play Malachi Flynn's gonna get major minutes. Played 34 minutes in this game and I know the numbers are one thing. Okay, 16 points, four assists, six rebounds, six of 13 from the floor, two of four from three. A couple things I want to bring up here because this is what makes him the Raptors second ra- or the Raptors pick, right? A Raptors guy. My guy also had four steals and two blocks in this game. So he's out there busting it on de- the defensive end as well. That to me is what the flashes that you see that lets you know okay, there's something here. I'm not really sure what it is yet. I don't know if eventually he can start beside Freddie. I don't know if if he's just going to be the solid sixth man. I don't know how that's all going to play out for sure. But there's flashes where I see this kid and I'm like, okay, there's something there. And as he gets more minutes, as he starts to get more confident, you're just going to see it more and more. And that's a good sign. But I bring that up because it's also a reminder of what this organization can do when you give them draft picks because that's what everyone's talking about right now are you trying to get into the play in tournament or do you want to get a high draft pick and i'm telling you you don't want to like losing a bunch of games is not good it's not good when when your core is young if you're the warriors and your core is Steph and Draymond and you got Klay Thompson on the shelf but you know he's coming back next year You know when Klay Thompson comes back and they have those three guys and they're able to add whatever around them. You know that all this losing that they've been doing for the past two years, you know that's going to go away because you know that championship residue stays with those three main guys leading that team. They're vets. They've been there, right? Is it still going to be the same championship team? No, but they'll still be solid. The Raptors team, where you're talking about this core going forward, where it's going to be, for the most part, you assume Kyle's probably on his way out, but let's look at it. Freddie, Pascal, OG. If Those are the dudes that you're going forward with. Those are the dudes leading into the next era. You don't really want them starting out in this era, just piling up losses at the end. You don't know what that's going to do for the mentality, for the psyche, for the counter- to that great culture that the Raptors have spent all these years building. So winning games is important, right? Believing in that structure, believing in that hard-nosed defensive mentality that you know Nick Nurse is out here preaching. And he got these guys coming off the bench. I know I slander Aaron Baines a lot. Baines had 10 and 8 coming off the bench. 4 of 9 from the floor for Aaron Baines. He hit a big 3 during that comeback. Now, he tried for the back-to-back threes and it didn't really go, but hey, if we slander Baines when he plays terribly, gotta give him some love when he and the bench came through and gave great minutes down the stretch as the Raptors battled back into this game. I bring all this up because the defense, yes, Russell Westbrook played a huge role in the Raptors winning this game because Russ was missing everything late in this game. Finishes nine for twenty-five in this game, twenty-three points, fourteen rebounds, eleven assists. But the nine and twenty-five again—he was—he started out that fourth quarter zero for eight. So a horrible play by Russ. But I'm gonna also give some credit to OG and the team defense in terms of forcing Russ. Like when you play tough defense on him, he's gonna settle for those jumpers. You force him to make jumpers, and he couldn't do it. He hit too late, but by that point, the Raptors got back in the game. They got confident. They started feeling good. They had enough possessions that they were able to turn defense into offense and get back into the game. And that's the Toronto Raptors team that we're used to seeing, regardless of who's in the lineup. So again, I think that's a good win for the Raps. I don't think they're going to tank. I don't think they can tank. They're too good to tank. So this is just what it's going to be. Will we see enough wins that the Raps can figure out a way to get into this play-in tournament? It's going to be close. It's going to be close. But right now, you sit at 20 and 30. You're a game behind the Chicago Bulls for 10th. So they're right there. They are right there. And you got a big game against the Bulls, I want to say, on Thursday. Do I have that right as I bring up the Raps' sched, I think they play the Lakers on Tuesday. And the Lakers are a team that you should be able to beat. No Anthony Davis, right? No Anthony Davis, no LeBron. So yeah, tomorrow, right back at it against the Lakers. And then Thursday, you got the Chicago Bulls. And that's a big game. If you're talking, making the play-in tournament, you're right there in the mix. If you beat the Lakers, beat the Bulls, and then you got a rematch against Colin Sexton and the Cavs on Saturday, So you can go on a little run here if you're the Raps and boom, you're right there in the mix for the playoffs. And I think if you ask a lot of Raptors fans, they'd much rather see the team battle back, get into the playoff race, as opposed to set up for getting a high draft pick. Because the other part I'm going to say about the draft pick stuff, there's a lot of people, and I'm going to put myself into this, we talk about the draft, but we don't really know what's going to happen. We don't really know who's going to be good and who's not going to be, like who's going to be great and who's not going to be good and who's going to be an all-star, who's going to be a rotation player. So the culture and the effect that you can have on the culture and what you, you know, the, the habits that you build or the habits that you break down the stretch here are huge. And I think having Gary Trent Jr. come into your team at this point and show that he can be a part of your team going forward, a key part of your team going forward, having Malachi get minutes and see what he can bring to your team going forward, those are things that you can take in the next year. Then add in Boucher getting, you know, Boucher struggled in this game, but I think Boucher getting experience in terms of, yo, we're throwing you to the wolves and saying we're you're starting seeing what you have of Chris Boucher, having him play through tough nights like this, where he's one of seven from three, three of 12 from the floor. You need those things to happen as you continue to develop and build. Just my opinion, but as always, I'm here to to find out what the fan base thinks what you guys are thinking here on this wrap it up podcast the only live and interactive toronto raptors post game show there is as mentioned taking your comments live after each and every game on twitch on twitter on instagram and on youtube like and subscribe wherever you get this pod and in case you ever miss it no we got you covered apple podcast spotify soundcloud and the aforementioned youtube tell your friends I will start on Twitch because I was told that I left out my Twitch peeps last time and I didn't get to their comments. So I'm getting to Twitch early here. Uh, someone named I'm the Bear says Freddie is going to be a head coach in this league someday 100%. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's tough to argue with that. You hear them tell the stories, right? Leo was telling the story about the role Freddie played with the bench mob very early on. That he would gather them together and they would watch film and go through a lot of plays and figure some stuff out. That's huge. And you hear that about a lot of point guards becoming head coaches in the league, right? Because a point guard is thought of as an extension of the coach on the floor. And you watch Fred Van Fleet, you, you see just the mentality to grind it out, the way that he plays defense. Plus, plus, plus a huge factor of being a coach as well. And I've said this a bunch of times, when you hear Freddie speak, he's just a very engaging person. Like you believe in him and what he's talking about and what his abilities are to lead a team. And that matters when you're talking about becoming a head coach. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Uh, Another comment here says, we have a chance at an eight game win streak and then boom, we're in the top six. (laughs) I mean i just read out what the near schedule is but if you break that down and extend it a little more as mentioned after this win so the raptors have now won two games in a row right then you play the lakers you could win that game right you're talking about three in a row no ad no lebron okay i could see that you could definitely talk me into that win so you say three in a row the bulls the team you're chasing That's a big time game. The Bulls are playing a lot better as of late and they made deadline deals bringing in Vucevic. So that's a team that's playing a little bit better here. But it's a team you're chasing. So if you want to make it, you probably should try to beat that team, right? So that could be four games, let's say. I want to see how this team shapes up against Colin Sexton because we all know what happened last time the Raps played the Cavs. And so if you're looking at that game, it's a winnable game that could be at five games. Then you're talking to Knicks, the Knicks are playing solid this season for sure, but I'd still say that's a winnable game. Then you got the Hawks, Raps always play the Hawks tough. Then you got the Spurs and Orlando and OKC. The Raps can definitely go on a run here if you're serious about making the playoffs. So, buckle up, Raptors fans. This could get real, things could get real. If you want some exciting basketball, they've sucked us in with this play in tournament that gives you still a chance something to cheer for near the end of the season i'll switch to you to uh instagram where i got some comments here just a, a loud gary all in caps uh j says glad westbrook threw the ball on baines's face he's awakened <laughs> well played uh coley says last time here i said jtj is something else hope he continues the same way because we've got something special Tough to argue with that. Uh, more comments. Trent can be our closer from now on with a smiling emoji. I mean, hey, he's earned himself at least another shot, I would say, right? My guy, Kennessy, says, go on a run and all of a sudden we're a norm away from a chip. Well, I see what you did there. A little wordplay. I see what you did. I see what you did. Uh, let me switch over to YouTube. Bunch of comments here. And says uh what is sweeter than a game where we win in the clutch catherine says the sound is lower is it just me i don't know maybe i should turn up the sound am i doing something wrong here let me let the people decide here uh lower than usual hmm let me see here i'll turn it up i'll turn it up nothing wrong with that hopefully not doing too bad for you guys here i'll try to turn it up and be louder my bad my bad uh, what else we got here? I really liked Malachi's game tonight. He seemed to be more confident on the offensive side, shooting and taking it to the hoop. Totally agree. Glowgirl Smile says Malachi and Bembry did pretty good as starting point guards, considering that Kyle and Freddie were out. Totally without that happening, the Raptors don't stay close enough in this game or make a comeback. Because down the stretch is decision making. And Malachi, he would turn the corner going around those screens and he would just go to the cup and he's trying to finish through contact and that's huge that's confidence k2's garnett van fleet out here balling red van fleet balling filling the stat sheets for a rookie ah wordplay i see what you did there aisha says let's go i can't be the only one who has a crackly voice right now what a dagger from trent jr bring on the lakers uh, Juha says, JTJ, your favorite Raptor's favorite Raptor. <laughs> Everyone's fired up. Are people out here getting the Gary Trent Jr. jersey? Is that a thing that's happening right now? Is that a thing? <laughs> people out here getting Gary Trent Jr. Raptors jerseys? Huge shouts. People are fired up. Again, if you're on any of the other streams right now, go to the YouTube page. The YouTube page, the, the chat is just fuego everyone's having fun there like and subscribe there that's where the party's at we extend it to all these other platforms for sure because we're inviting everyone in right we're inviting everyone we're inviting the community but the youtube stream that's where the comments are and you know here i'll continue donald says uh that was dope trash season but those are good things to feel about to feel good about part of me Totally agree with that comment. Jeremy says Baines was good, surprisingly. We take that. We definitely take that. I uh, Sensing some sarcasm here. Fly miss. Someone said Westbrook was carrying the raps tonight. <laughs> I mean, Russ and and Leo talked about it. Leo brought this up. But it wasn't only that Russ was missing shots but he was coming down the court and taking quick long jumpers for no reason absolutely no reason it was bad it was bad definitely as i keep going here og Khan says feel bad game feel good win okay fair enough uh more comments will uh we still need more size everyone who played got a rebound we have to keep uh, doing it by committee. Totally. When you have a team like the Toronto Raptors where Boucher is starting at center, but we know that he's undersized, everyone's got to get on the glass and help. Definitely true. Uh, Predator Kingdom. Interesting handle. Okay. Masai fleeced the Blazers in that deal. They can end up with Norm not resigning with them and losing a potential future star player in the process. Hey, I'm not going to rain on anyone's parade if they're excited about Gary Trent Jr. right now because, I mean, my guy just knocked down. He came down the court with confidence and knocked down a game win. When was the last time we saw that in a Raptors uniform? I'm not just talking a game winner. I'm talking a game winner in that fashion. Like, that's a... Big time, big time, big time shot. And I'm always here for the selly where you kind of just doing the bad boy pose. Like, you know, I remember seeing Robert Dory kind of do that where you're kind of just nodding like, yep, yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Fly miss says, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think he was going to make it. I wasn't sure if he was going to make it, but I thought that they were going to call an offensive foul. Like on first look, I was like, oh, they're going to call an offensive foul. And they didn't call it. I was like, all right, cool. And the other key to that was the fact that Russell Westbrook earlier on in the game forced Scotty Brooks to use a challenge early on in the game and a meaningless point in the game where the refs did make a bad call. But the ball went off of Bembry's leg and it went out of bounds and they used their challenge. Now you got no more challenges left tough break Dante says that last shot felt to me like the final domino slam at the end smack talk that follows every single time (laughs) yes right no that's pretty funny that's pretty funny that's a good call I like that uh K2's Garnett I don't know if someone's getting at Siakam in the chat but Oh, okay. Here we are. Someone was saying, we found our closer. Siakam is very good, but he should not be the one closing games. I don't know. I don't know if, you know, hitting one shot magically makes says means that forever Pascal will never get the ball again in crunch time. We'll never give him a look. I don't know if that's fair. I don't think that's a fair thing to say or do at this point because, you know, Siakam's got a bunch of chances and he's missed, but Trent Jr. hit one shot. I'm not ready to write off Pascal just yet. Uh, Will says King Malachi shows out and finally a closer, Gary Trent Jr. People are fired up. And I'm not going to rain on the parade. I'm not going to be here talking about tanking. I'm not going to be here talking about any of that. I'm going to let Raptors fans have their moment because this hasn't been a season of many great moments so far. And especially how things have been going, especially after a 1-13 March. Hey, continue to roll in April. Continue to roll in April. Enjoy yourselves, Raptors fans. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, JPI says can someone please throw the ball on baines's face in every game <laughs> yo come on man <laughs> come on people pointing out how well Bembry played with five fouls again that's good work as a solid vet knowing how to handle the situation as a vet how to play defense with your feet when not to reach in and pick up any more cheap fouls just a great play just a great play Bob says the non-call in the end was definitely a makeup call for the bogus offensive foul on Siakam. Interesting call because I thought that was a close one. The offensive foul call on Siakam was a very, very close play. And I could understand a world where a ref doesn't want to make back-to-back offensive foul calls in crunch time against the reps. And I'm going to be honest about something too. In a situation like that, i'm okay with a no call sometimes i'm okay with a no call it doesn't always have to be a block or a charge Some i'm okay with a no call so i and i feel like remove the context of this being the raptors hitting a game winner i'm just talking about basketball in general any level of ball i'd much rather see you count that basket Like just from an overall love of basketball perspective i'd much rather see you count that basket than wave it off with an offensive foul call at the end of the game that just seemed like that'd be a hater ref call right like you don't like fun things ref and i know that refs aren't there for fun but i'm talking about the overall basketball having fun standpoint susan says didn't think we were going to pull that w off especially after westbrook nailed the three (laughs) I found it funny too, Susan, great point, but I found it funny as well that Westbrook, after missing all those shots, hits one shot and then stood there and like stared down the bench as if you didn't just shoot the other team back in. But I love Russ because he leaves it all on the floor. He takes bad shots. He shoots his team into the game, shoots his team out of the game at times, but he leaves it all on the floor. And if you're telling me who do I want to be in the foxhole with, I'll ride with someone like that when I'm not questioning their effort. To me, sometimes some of this comes down to coaching. And is someone telling him, hey, maybe lay off the next long too. The other side of this though, if we're being serious is who are the other guys on the team that you would rather be taking those long twos or taking shots other than Russ in crunch time? I'll ask that question as well. Just saying, just saying. And says we've gone from expecting to win every game last year to holding our breath and crossing our fingers at the end of the game. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, Smile bringing some info into the chat she says i heard nick nurse say in his interview he could have called a timeout but the way gt jr got the ball he let him take it and decided not to call the timeout nick nurse doing his thing once again nick nurse just a wizard nick nurse is just a wizard isaiah says powell would have missed that shot to be honest lol I know that's pretty funny, so I'll just add to the jokes and say, would Powell have been in to get that rebound? Just saying. Just saying. Because the other part of this is, I, I can't stress this enough. Getting the rebound with confidence and then looking up, seeing the time, knowing the situation, and just going. That part is so huge. Instead of getting the rebound, looking around, maybe he would have called a timeout instantly. You know, there's so many other ways that that could play out as opposed to him getting the rebound and knowing confidently, looking up, how much time do I have? Okay, I got time to get up and get a good shot. Gotta give him credit. Gotta give him credit. More comments. Don't think Trent will be a good option for a closer, but imagine if DeMar resigns next season. I don't know if that's a serious comment or lot or if that's a troll. I'm not sure. <laughs> Styles says, tanking is an idiot thing. <laughs> I had to read that comment as I saw it. I almost got excited as I saw it, but it's a very, uh, I don't know how to phrase that. I'd say a Toronto man's response, but I, I see what you're saying. It's fair. I understand. As fans, do you really want to watch your team lose? Especially a team that you know the players aren't trying to lose. Like, the Warriors, when they sit Draymond and Steph, they can't come out and be surprised they lose that game. Look at the rest of their roster. Right? It's not like they have that many young pieces. Right? Wiseman, obviously, cool. But you're not really saying that you think Wiggins and or Ubre are these like cornerstone pieces of what you're trying to do going forward a lot of people saying they think trent jr can be the closer i'm not entertaining this talk about Demar coming back next year i don't think that makes any sense i don't think that's a thing but you know raptors fans i get you love Demar. i get it i get it there's a lot of comments here and the comments aren't stopping so i'm just going to continue reading it because you know what it wasn't too long ago the Raptors lost, I think it was 15-17, to 17, or maybe it was 13-15. Whatever it was, there were a lot of losses. And there are a lot of tough pods. And a lot of short pods. So as long as the Raptors keep winning and things are interesting, I'm going to be here, and I'll just keep going on the stream, and I'll keep reading more comments. So here we go. Here's a comment from YouTube. I love how Freddie was coaching Bembry from the side. Totally agree. Uh an answer to the Demar comment as much as I love Demar he ain't a closer Kawhi is a closer Lillard is a, is a closer rare breeds for sure Uh WC is asking when's the last time Sheldon missed a game Feels like this guy's been going forever Uh I could tell you I know exactly the last time I missed a game cuz it was earlier this season I did the first game of the year and then missed the next like 15 or 16 games because I was sick so it was earlier this season but other than being sick we've been doing this for three years so here we are and and the reason I do it is because of all of you in the chat all y'all keep me going through the good times, and even through... Because I'm telling you, this, doing it after this game, this is easy. This is when we know people want to talk about it. People are hyped. People want to break down how good is Gary Trent Jr. Are they, They're figuring out their size. Which color should they get of the Gary Trent Jr. jersey? I know it's going down. And this is what makes doing this pod easy. Nights like this. But this is also why I wanted to do the pod four nights like this so that we could have a place to congregate and discuss and enjoy such a big 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 time win for your toronto raptors more comments though malachi's defense was on point tonight and he filled in for freddie fine benbrey did a nice job too malachi just got to get more aggressive i think you saw signs of that i spoke about it earlier him coming around those screens and being confident going to the cup i thought that was huge Susan says, uh, loved seeing some good stops and energy, even if the offense was a bit rough, especially without Kyle and Fred, well, you knew it was going to be tough without your starting point guards. It's going to be tough. Pascal and OG are both going to have spurts where they're trying to press a little too hard. And you understand it. You get it. You accept it because they're just trying to make plays in a tough situation. So you kind of let them go. Uh, more comments Utah is going to be one hell of a player once his shot develops it's the same thing for this trend of where the NBA has been going and what I mean by that is the the 3 and D guys Utah plays great defense and he's a long defender who hustles and works hard and if you think of the mold and maybe Bruce Bowen might have been one of the early guys to be this where you know the Spurs I guess really popularized this where basically they just kept finding guys to fit this position where you just have to worry about hitting this wide open shot from this spot in the corner and if you do that and you hustle and play the defense that you're doing you will find a role in this league and we've seen a lot of guys develop into that and so if Utah can do that why can't he be as have a sustained NBA career totally Uh, Isaiah says glad Freddie's here to put young Flynn under his wing and the cool part about that and you've heard Freddie talk about it was how Kyle took him under his wing when Freddie first came so if you're Freddie how can you not want to pass that along and give that back right pass along the good vibes in terms of helping the young buck I think that's pretty dope I think that's really dope I'll continue here as the comments keep plugging in. Malachi looked like Freddy when he grabbed the ball out of the Wizards player's hands. Yeah, that was a great play and set up a a fast break down the other end. That was huge. I thought that was really cool. Baines gets a three and then he thinks he's Steph, but seriously, he had some good contributions. It's funny because normally I would have gotten mad at Baines for trying to shoot that second three in a row. But at the same time, you're kind of like, nah, Take your shot, man. Shoot your shot. You're wide open. You know, it's not like the whiz were trying to put the wraps away at any point. So you're trusting the wraps will still have another chance. I wasn't mad at them for that. Wasn't mad at it. Uh, we're, what else do we got here? Uh, Utah is a glorious star in the making. So people are like in Utah and they're liking Gary Trent jr. Eh? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of Utah love going on in the chat right now. Um, Someone says Utah's just got to work on his offensive game in the next couple of offseasons. His defense is already at a near elite level. I don't know if it's at a near elite level. I think I give a lot of that to the Raps team defense. And that's not a knock on Utah. It's just when you listen to other teams talk about uh, the Raptors and the schemes that Nick Nurse runs, what was I listening to? Oh, it was Ryan Rossillo Racillo on uh, Bill Simmons. Really good pod with uh, Jackie McMullen. And they're just talking about the Raptors and they're actually talking about what happened with Siakam and Nick Nurse. And Racillo brought up the point that he's had multiple players and just different people in the league. And one thing he said were people that come on the pod and actually say this, but he also said behind the scenes, he has sources always raving about what the Raptors do on the defensive end and just some of the things that, Nurse is coming up with. But he said that behind the scenes. He also then referenced players coming on his pod and publicly saying it. He said that he had Vucevic on, who was talking about, you know, why he struggles against the Raps, and it's just the different looks that they're throwing at him. He also mentioned J.J. Reddick, who... I've heard JJ Redick myself on on his own pod and then in other interviews talk about the Raptors defensive schemes and just the rotations they have and the different looks they're able to throw out and that nobody's out here really doing it like that. So I say that to say that, to say this about Utah, that while I think Utah is a solid defender and he's doing pretty well, the big key might be just fitting in well into the Raptors defensive schemes. I'll keep going, though. Maxwell says, Maxwell Tomlinson. I don't know why I decided to read your full name, but sure. Uh, he says, the Raptors are really benefiting from Gary Trent's understanding, or understated confidence. You can tell he came from a good team. The other thing is, my guy came from a good team. They had playoffs moments in the bubble. He played big on that team last year in the bubble. And then, remember, my guy's from Duke. So you're used to playing in pressure-packed situations. Also, dad's an NBA player, right? Like you got some basketball pedigree. That stuff matters, I think, right? You can tell he's not afraid of the moment. As I always say, he wants that smoke. So many comments here. I'm going to keep going, right? Because I just feeling the vibes here from what the people are saying. I'll go and, and try to get some from, uh, from the bottom here. Uh, York Baller says, Malachi will blossom, shoot your shot. Let's Talk Raps says, when Baines gets more than five rebounds, the Raptors have a chance at winning. It's a very good point. I just think the more people rebounding on the glass is always good for the Raps. More comments about Baines. Yeah, Baines plays better off the bench. He can actually get a few rebounds. Maybe that's against the other backups. He's just better than the other backups. I guess that works. Uh, WC is asking, Nurse kind of carried over Dwayne Casey's defense. No, uh, but with more switching. I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know enough about the defensive schemes in that sense, but I think a lot of what both of them have maintained and what he's definitely carried over from Dwayne Casey is just forcing everybody to have an understanding that if you don't play defense, you're not going to play and a way for you to earn more minutes is to bust your ass on the defensive end that's definitely something that's carried over from the Dwayne Casey era into this Raptors team that we see now in terms of the defensive schemes and stuff I mean it's been three years and the other part about the last three years is a lot of offenses and and schemes and structures and just the pace of play for example has changed a lot over that time so I'd assume there's probably some things that carry over but I'm not sure How much? Like I can't give you like a specific play to say, oh, that's exactly how they would handle this pick and roll is exactly how they would do it with Casey. I'm not really sure about that. But an interesting point, interesting question. Uh, Mark says the Wizards announcers mentioned that when Len started with the Wizards, all he wanted to do was shoot corner threes. Westbrook gave him a talk about being down low. Got to respect that if it's true. I agree with that but i also find it funny that like westbrook telling someone else who likes to shoot threes to like just get down low just saying and and i'm saying this from a place remember i love russ russ is my dude just saying though uh more comments what color of raptors jerseys people are laughing at that uh style says Jerry gary trent jr is a hype beast all about the pre-game drip Good replacement for Ibaka to bring some style, right? For those Raptors pregame Instagram posts, I guess, I guess, I guess. Nothing wrong with that. Another comment here that's kind of interesting. After Kawhi left, we were missing that dude who could score consistent mid-range jumpers in threes. Listen, again, I'm not trying to damper anyone's expectations. I'm not going to mention Gary Trent Jr. in the same breath as, as Kawhi. And I know that's not really what you're saying. I just love the fact that people are so hyped right now. I love the energy. I love the vibe that people are fired up. I mean, (laughs) what is going to be the next wave? I don't know. The next wave of this Toronto Raptors team in terms of is Gary Trent, like, do you see him going forward for sure? and, And that's your squad next year, Freddie, Gary Trent, OG, Pascal, and hopefully you get a center. I mean, that's interesting. That is very interesting. You have Malachi and Boucher coming off the bench. That would be super interesting. I don't know, Raptors fans. I don't know. But you're, you, Gary Trent Jr. is is making a lot of fans in this city. For sure. Uh, York Ballers asking, where do I think the Raps end up this year? I think it'll come down to the very end, and they'll be right in that mix to, to win the play-in tournament to be in the play tournament i don't think they miss the play tournament i just think you know what's gonna happen soon in the nba is you're gonna have teams that are gonna realize that they don't they want because there's different organizations and different different um how do i want to say this on different points of climbing that mountain let's say right so take a team like the kings take a team like the hornets Those are teams that have been desperate for any type of playoffs. So those teams are going to be in the mix for the play-in and they're going to want to make the play-in tournament because they want to just sniff the playoffs because they haven't had much success over the past few years. You're going to have other teams where, like the Warriors, for example, where Draymond has come out and told you he's not motivated by the play-in tournament. He doesn't really care. I'm going to assume that their team... Would they like to make the play in tournament? Of course you would probably like to, but you don't really care about it that much. Then you have other teams who, you know, if you're Orlando, you're probably trying to lose mad games. If you're the Cavs, I'd assume you probably still want to lose games so that you can continue to to add more pieces to your young core that you're trying to build going forward. Right, We already know the Wiz are in a weird ground because they obviously expected to do more with Russ and Bradley Beal this season. But, you know, so they're going to be trying to win. But I mentioned Orlando, Detroit, and then you flip over to the other side, and OKC, they probably want to get into the draft lottery right, and get a better pick. But again, they're also too good to tank. The infrastructure that they built up with their squad, the Young Gunners, Shea and our, our, our boy Lou Dort, Can they tank? So it's very interesting to see how this all plays out. But in terms of the raps, I think they fall into that same category where from an organization standpoint, they've spent so many years turning around this culture into a winning culture. I don't think you go back on that and all of a sudden decide, hey, let's lose games for fans again. And when I sit here and I'm talking about Cade Cunningham and all that stuff, That's us as fans watching and being like, oh, how great would it be to have that guy on your team next year? But in reality, and what I think the team's actually doing, they're trying to, they're trying, and especially keeping Kyle, they're definitely trying to get into that playing spot. So it'll be interesting to to see where that all goes. But you know what? There's a lot of comments and I really appreciate you guys tuning in because this has been fun. And it's great to, to talk about Raptors wins because a 1-13 in 13 month of March. Woo. Yeah, exactly. I just got to give the Raptors credit for this win because this was a game where you look at it and they could have easily just packed it in. We don't have our two point guards. Bembry was in foul trouble playing point guard. You're, you're letting Malachi cook. Things weren't looking good for the Toronto Raptors, but they figured out a way to just keep it close, to stay in it, to keep coming. And Russ shot them back into the game. And here you are, you come up with the victory, and you got people once again talking about the play-in tournament. So yeah, your Toronto Raptors are winners. As, you know, it comes down to a last-second play where the Toronto Raptors, after struggling, they found themselves in this game. Your Toronto Raptors were down 19 points. But they battled back. They got some help from Russell Westbrook, (laughs) who decided he was going to shoot the Raptors back into the game. As Russ struggled in the fourth quarter, the Raptors kept coming closer and closer and closer until the very end where your Raptors' new favorite player, Gary Trent Jr., decided to take matters into his own hands, and he came down the court and splashes a game-winner raptors win 103 to 101 as they beat the washington wizards in this game your toronto raptors are now 2-0 undefeated in the month of april which is huge because they were 1-13 in the month of march so you got to take all the wins you can get huge win for the raps with no fred van fleet no kyle lowry but pascal siakam was solid as he finished with 22 points in this game the aforementioned gary trent jr with 16 points and the game-winning three, DeAndre Benbry getting the start with no Kyle or no Freddie. 15 points for him, 7 of 10 from the floor. And your man's Malachi Flynn getting some solid minutes off the bench and looking really good. Some positive signs. In a season of silver linings, you got to take these games for what they are. You take the silver linings, take the positives, and you try to build on that. I keep telling you, this team is too good to tank. They're not going to tank. So if you want to fade for Cade, I feel sorry for you because I don't think that's going to happen. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in wherever you watch this podcast as we stream live after each and every Toronto Raptors game on Twitch, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Instagram. And if you ever miss the pod, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud and the aforementioned youtube huge shout to all my people's on youtube that's where the party's at appreciate all the comments and questions like and subscribe that's how you support the movement here that is the wrap it up podcast again wrap it up is the podcast wrap it up is the show on blast is the network Really appreciate you guys tuning in after each and every game and rocking out with me. We will be here tomorrow night as the Raptors look to make it three in a row against the Lakers. We'll be back. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. blast.